I wish I had a camera in that room when I had that conversation. When I bribed this, I bribed this, um, this politician. I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to get him elected. We had this blatant, fraudulent conversation. Like once he, once the curtain got pulled back, he was all in. He was like, okay, all right. So what are we doing? Hey. No, oh, no, 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 it's, it, it's, it's, hey, everybody, this is, oh, shit, see, I, uh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, okay, okay, me, 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 so, <laughs> I get giddy, I get giddy, <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here with Zach, and we're gonna, today, we're gonna do a podcast, we're gonna talk about, uh, Victor Lusting, Ooh. he is, he's one of the greatest con men out there, he's also List, listed as the greatest. I mean, is he listed? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he's he a le- right. he, he actually created the the ambiance, the 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 feel of the the legend of Khan. Like people talk about cons that he's done, right. And not even realize that who it was that ever or that it ever actually happened. They can't believe that it, he's so. the inspiration that behind he, yes, all these different yes, yes. different types of uh, yeah. cons. Um, he uh, uh anyway. One of the greatest con men uh, ever. Super interesting guy. And we're just going to kind of go over who he is and talk about his various uh, various scams. And that's pretty much it. That's what we're going to do. Uh, and if you so if you like the video, do me a favor and... See, now I feel like, I feel like, what's his name where I got to do it perfect or something? I don't have to do it perfect. Okay. So if you like the video, do me a favor and hit the like button. Yeah. Subscribe. Yes. Hit the bell. Yes. Leave a comment. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And so we're going to get into it right now. All right. Victor. Uh, okay. So the pronunciation of his name. I've heard it pronounced like multiple times. It's, it, I, I think it's, uh, Lustig. Lustig. Did I say Lusting? Lust, yeah, you said Lusting, but it's Lusting. Lustig. Lustig. Okay. Victor Lustig. Yes. That's fine. All right. He was born in 1890. <sighs> um, yeah, he was born in, in Hungary, which is, I don't know what Was he born hungry or was he born in Hungary? Stop. I know. I know. Bro, this is <laughs> I mean, he so was crying. Funny. He was crying. But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so he was born. Uh, he was born in Hungary, and here's the thing: there's like I watched one video where they were like he was basically born to like poor uh, in a poor family. You watch another one; they say in a middle class. But what he told everybody he would meet was that his father was like the mayor of the town. Um, so, so he was born in a rich family. Although this is the thing about him is he they said he seemed like he came from money, right? Like they you know it wasn't like he was. Uh, he had a, a bad grammar or anything. He seemed educated, and, um, and and it seemed like he was from the upper, you know, upper crust. But the thing is, I've, I've met guys that were born, you know, they're born raised in the projects, and yet they speak super well. They're articulate. They're it's just a matter of study and how you want to present yourself. And you know, uh, so he was, uh, yeah. So so he was able to kind of. Um, live in that world, right. you know? And anyway, what happened was he was born, went to school, apparently was a, a gambler in his early age or early uh, upbringing and uh, loved uh, messing around with uh, women, which, you know, who doesn't? But apparently one at one point, because if you see the picture of him, which, you know, you could put up a picture, Colby, like you could put up a picture of him if you... Um, 
Right. Because there's lots of them. He's got a scar on his face. He actually started messing around with another guy's girl. And <laughs> this was some serious shit back then. Right. And so dude beat his ass and and with and cut him with a knife. Well, you got you got you got to keep in mind that um, a scar can can you know you can give a thousand stories for a scar. Oh, that's true. <laughs> You know, so when you're dealing with that, you know, whatever seems the most exciting. And, and sometimes when you're you're running a con, you know, you we, you get to make up your own background. You right. Know? Well, <laughs> when people, when anybody ever asks me about this scar, you know, that scar right here. Yeah. I always tell them, I always look at them and I go, prison basketball game. <laughs> and they're like, wow, my bro, it's, it's not, it ain't you know, a joke. And they had no idea you were just the ball boy. Just no, chasing, go no, get no, that, no. and, and you Talk tripped. It. But you know <laughs> this scar, this scar here. Or, or you know what I always love. What well, you know what I'll tell people. So I, I say uh, prison basketball game, right. and then then you know they see the scar. But you know what the scar is it, it is a chicken pox scar, it's and I had it. It was a big brown scar, and I went to the doctor and I had it removed. I had oh. a thin scar there, but that's no good. I, I like that. Absolutely. I mean that that even sounds pampered. But or <laughs> or I go with. Um, or I go with uh, it was the uh, it was the two thousand and uh, it was the two thousand eight uh, riot at Coleman. Oh, I think it was two thousand. Remember that? Yeah. Remember my name showed up in in the art. There's an article that comes out. Yeah, it says that you're there. That the I'm time. there. And who was the other guy? Uh, what was the guy? The news. But he was at guy? the low. Wasn't that guy at the low? Yeah, I wasn't at the at the pen. I was in the no, media. You were in the media, but the other guy they mentioned was the at the neither low. Neither guy. Like they mentioned me, and they mentioned. Black, what was the name? The guy that owned all the. Oh, uh, not Blackwell. Um, no, it was, um, it was last name was like. Uh, what did he I, owned, I'm, I'm he owned all you. the newspapers. So he owned a bunch of newspapers. He was at Coleman. He was a billionaire. Yeah, he was a billionaire. He's at Coleman. I'm at Coleman. He's at like but the he, low. I'm at the. Um, oh, Conrad Black. Conrad Black. So Conrad Black is at the low. I'm at the medium. They talk about a. They a talk riot about the a pen. riot at the pen where guys are stabbed. Uh, people, uh, uh, an inmate was shot. Multiple from people from the tower and everything. Yeah, we could hear on. the helicopters going, but you read the article, you sound like it sounds like I was in it. I was in the. But they're like, it's not, we're not sure where Mr. Cox was located during the riot. <laughs> I was at the. I was under, in, under the bunk. Under <laughs> the bunk in the medium in another institution. Like I'm nowhere near this place. Right. <laughs> they would have to escape their prison and break into my prison to get close to me. So. <laughs> But you know, so sometimes I'll go ah, prison riot. You know, you can look it up, and then you look up the article. Yeah, look right, right here. Man, bro, that's an obvious joke. I wasn't actually there. I wasn't there, but still, right? Like I could pull that off. So, so obviously, his scar is going to be some fantastic. It's not going to. It's not it going to be some like knife I, fight. Yeah. He throws in knife fight. Truth is, he probably just fell down. You know, he oh, tripped I, and fell. Yeah, well, I was running through the hallways at school. Somebody tri- tripped me, and I fell down. I, Stupid, um, but that's the benefit of, of of the con. You you create the most fantastical story, of just just it, for it, the reaction. It, it's for the reaction. Like, yeah, you could be extremely yeah. indif- look. You could always say, you know, well, my father was very abusive, and and, and they're like, oh god, and their Absolutely. heart goes out to. You. They want to help you. Yes, and so, yes, you, you want the reaction, and and you judge it off the best reaction. You know, like one you tell somebody one story, and they're kind of like. You're like, okay, I won't use that again. Yeah, I'll tweak it. And next time I tweak it, and I tweak it, and I tweak it. That's right. That's right. It's- all right, so he, so old Victor, old had Victor. The, young Victor, young right. Victor had some issues, but he, what he did was he realized that he worked for a little bit, wasn't a fan, uh, decided working wasn't for him. <clears throat> so then he decided, oh wait, he ran, he was gambling, and then he ran a few cons, but apparently 
he ran some cons and they didn't like he's not making a lot of money right and so he thought you know what i need to do i need to go to a place where there people have money and that was the cruise liners like right so these these huge cruise ships that go between europe and the united states have tons of people with money on them so he ends up getting he ends up getting himself a ticket and when he his first con the one that he ran for years on the cruise liners was that he was a he was a a, a producer of of um uh what is it? Broadway, uh, Broadway musicals. Right. And he was looking for uh, investors. And so these people, he would get them to invest in Broadway musicals. You know, what's funny about that is, did you ever see the, the musical, um, the, uh, um, the producers? Yes. Yeah. Like that's the whole premise is Mel these, Brooks. these guys invest a bunch of money. Then and they, yeah, and it flops, but they get to pay themselves. Like they get, they, they, they skim the whole way through. They can show you where all your money was lost. Like there's no money, and it was a flop. So they pay themselves. So, so I'm saying, he ends up getting investors to invest into these uh, Broadway musicals, which of course never occur. Right. And he just here's what's what's interesting is like like you're gonna I'm gonna scam you, get ten, twenty, thirty grand from you. Right. And then hang out with you for the next six days. That's right. complete psychopath. Like you, you know what I'm saying? You would think that the guilt would like, if it doesn't bother you at all to be hanging out with this guy for the next six days. Like, that's the sell, you know. That's right. And then you hang out with them. You get, to, and then of course he gets to tell all of his stories. Absolutely, and, get to test everything out. You get the. That's when you perfect it. But that's the sell. The sell is not always before the exchange. It's sometimes it's after the exchange. Just, you make know, them feel law. good about yes, it. Yes, that's right. The law. The problem with any type of selling of, of any kind is, you know, there's always buyer's remorse. Like sometimes a couple days later, they're like, "Well, and, and that's, that's assuming they give him cash. Like if they just give him a, a check or something, then you know, then he's got to get off the boat, go get the check or whatever." Right. Well, the, and, and the sell is important because you might realize because sometimes there's a time frame. Like if you're when you're thinking it up, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to need at least three weeks after." So you might have to do some prepping because like he might come to realization of something and I need to be there to buffer that so that I can get away completely. Clean, well, I mean, if it's you know? a, if you're if you're a decent con man, which you'll see this guy is. Yes. He he obviously has, you know, all of that in place. Absolutely. Right. Like like if, the planning. Right. <laughs> like when I would when I'm convincing the bank to give me two hundred thousand dollars, like you can anything I give you, you can check. Right. You know, you can you can look up, you can call the bank. You can call my my, you know, you call on the W2s and the pay stuff. You can check this. You can call that person. You can check like I've got all of it. You're not going to catch me by by double checking right. my stuff. What um so for him, I'm sure he had a company set up or at least you have some woman in a room answering the phone. Like right. I, I have right. an HQ. I have a, you know, I have all these answering services. I have the websites. Like right. So he, I'm sure he had all that taken care of. I mean, if you're making that kind of money, you can't be sloppy. I, yeah. I hate it when I hear some con man who he got caught because, like that guy Chris uh, Arlington, and he was running a huge credit card counterfeiting scam, and he his whole thing comes undone because when he goes to buy the room, he uses a fake credit card. Right, it gets the real money. Right, it gets declined, or, or use your real credit card. Chris, you're making a couple million dollars yeah, a year. But you think it's at that point you're thinking it's there's no no catching. Like I'm so oh, far yeah, ahead. Yeah, you're invincible. I, I, yes. He thinks he has it down. Well, yes. then he goes downstairs 
they they call him and say, hey, your room, the card was declined. He goes down, uses another fake credit card, declined, another one, declined. Then he uses one that goes through. He goes, okay, we're good. Yeah, great. He goes upstairs. Well, the, the person, the, the clerk's like, okay, now that's just three in a row. The guy pulled out a stack of credit cards. No, he calls and says, hey. And when, of course, the, the bank's like, calls their people, you know, the actual card holder. They're like, I'm not in L.A. And then the guy comes back. I'm looking at you. I shouldn't be looking. Okay. Then the guy comes back or then the guy hears that. He calls the police. The police come in when they walk in that, walk into Chris's room. He's got counterfeiting and credit cards everywhere. It's it's insane. Your whole thing came undone. And this is his third arrest, by the way. He ends up uh, being uh, in L.A. your third time, third strike life. I don't think he got life. I think he did get something ridiculous like 20 years. I don't know exactly. But because luckily in L.A. it's still up to the judge. Right. Well, that that that's not fully. That's not the lustic type of con man. That's not fully. Like that's no, what I'm saying that's, about that's the self. Stupidity. Right. I'm yes, saying that's yes. stupidity. Like that, I, that's this guy doesn't have that. Staying issue. around to see to make sure buffer. That's just kind of like, hey, I'm getting away with this. Like, right. so, so there's not a whole lot of planning in that. That's that type of con is happening off the cuff. That's not like planned yeah, yeah. out. That's, that's just, just a short uh, con. That's a short con. That's in, it's just some idiot. Yes, He's got to. Yes. As soon as the money's in his hand, he practically has to run. Yes. This, um, this is you're talking about somebody that's given a lot of thought and heart in, yeah. into it. Oh, and listen, he's dressed the part, he yes. talks the part, he's yes. got his, he's got a story down, and he does this for years and years and years. Perfect. So here's the thing: when World War, um, when World War One starts, the all these cruise lines start going out of business because people aren't <laughs> people aren't traveling in battlefield wars yeah they're they're not interested in being on a ship that could be sunk (laughs) right you know so they say yeah we're done with that so for a while right after the war we're going honey (laughs) he moves his operation to um he moves his operation to what new to new york is it new york or just the just the la just la or i mean sorry just the united states united states united states in general well when he goes to the united states uh, he switches. Does he, he switches up the scam to um, the box, the Romanian, the box. Romanian box? Yes. Right, sold yes. Oh no, no, no. First, what he does, first, what he does is he actually he's a sleight of hand artist where he'll he'll do something, be doing something over here while he moves something to the side. You know, he's a, you know he's always he's good with his hands. So uh, one of the things he does, and they never, I, I literally I watched several things on this, and I read an article on it. It never specifies exactly what he does. What what he actually the only thing you can really get out of this is he goes into a bank, which I love taking money from banks. <laughs> so he goes into the bank, and he provides them uh, security bonds ba- backed by real estate. So apparently he's there's some real estate that's been taken back. It's been foreclosed on, or it's real estate that needs to be foreclosed on. Whatever it's connect, it's a bond that's connected to real estate. Right. And he convinces the bank to lend him. How much did they lend him? I forget. It never really says, does it? Yeah, yeah. I think on the on the on the deal, it was like um, I don't want to say because you got seventy thousand. That's, that's no, no, that's different. Heard. That's different. Um, it was it was tens of thousands. Yeah, but so this is back in the twenties. It wasn't matter if it's twenty thousand. That's like a, that's like three hundred thousand dollars today. So yeah. he whatever. Let's say let's say a three million. 20, yeah, let's say twenty thousand. So yeah. he goes in. They give him twenty thousand dollars for these bonds. And then he gets the money, and he actually, through sleight of hand, walks out with the bonds also. And the money, yes. And the money. Yes. And you can imagine, like, these are scams that they know about. Yeah, those, I, I remember because they said he presented a secure box. Back then, everything came in a secure box. So he had a secure box where he had a, a, a separate flap. 
So when he opened them and showed them the bonds in the box, he closed the box, slid the bonds out, gave them the box. They gave him his box with the money, and he actually left with the bonds and, and the, the money and and the, and the money. Right. Just so they would never know the bonds were fake. It's just <laughs> that's actually a bank robbery. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, um, he uh, okay. So that's one. After that, he moved to um, the Romanian uh, box. The Romanian box. Yes. Which so, is which is a, a dream. <laughs> right. Which is which is it's funny because I've read I've read books about con men where they talk about the Romanian box. Right. And they talk about like the newspaper articles talk about like there's one newspaper article like this is how naive the the just in general people were to cons where the actual newspaper article that the guy that wrote it the journalist actually says you know what was ridiculous about the scam is that no mechanical no 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 was that he was saying that that you know like had Victor simply used the box himself. He would he would have been able to make the money himself. Oh, and it true. was like they're, they're going on the they're, logic, right? There, there. It's like, are you sick? You don't really think the box works? Like the the newspaper. If you read old newspaper articles, you realize just how insane they are. They're just completely naive, and they're look. It's the same thing. The original con man is a guy that walked around the city of New York and would bump in. He was dressed nice. He would bump into people, and he would say, "Hey." um, he would act like he knew them, right? And he would give some very general information, and then he would convince them to give him their watch. Well, watch back watches back then, even cheap watches were like a, let's say in today's dollar, they were like fifteen hundred to a couple thousand dollars for a watch. A watch was a, it's like asking for your cell phone. Same with shoes, but go ahead. Right. Yeah. So, so you're saying, hey, so he would convince you one that we knew each other. Two, yeah, you work here. Oh, okay. I have an issue because I have a bunch of meetings, but my watch doesn't work. Can I borrow your watch and I'll come back here at five o'clock and give you your watch back? We're you. Tr- and he kept saying, "You have confidence in me, right? You have confidence that I'll do that. Like we're friends. You're confident that that, that in, in my ability, in my in, in our friendship, right? right What's right. the guy's gonna say? No, I don't know. I don't really remember you. He's like, look. After the conversation, he believes that he's got the mark convinced that they know each other. Right. They've been to parties together. And so the mark hands him his watch and he leaves. He would get like 10, 15 people a day. And and the, the whole thing, he continued, everybody said the same thing. He kept saying confidence, like you're confident in, that I'll bring your watch back, right? right? So he became known as a confidence man and it eventually became a con man right. because in newspapers back then it was the typeset. You had to put the, the actual letters in the newspaper for them to print it. So somebody had to sit there, and he didn't want to spell it confident. So they first they'd say confidence, and then throughout the rest of the article, they'd say con. So a confidence man became con man, and then it's con man stuck. <laughs> anyway, I don't know about you. I couldn't walk in the mall right now and get somebody to give me their cell phone for the day. Yeah. Oh, you know, for, one, for one call. Can I make yeah. a call? Like, uh, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't feel, feel good about that. <laughs> like yeah, you exactly. can run pretty fast. I don't but, know. <laughs> but back then... That's what I mean. It's just well, real. Well, so yeah. if people are believing anything, yes, and uh, believe, believe it or not, that's that's still true today. Like there, I've heard stories where I'm like, "Come on, man, nobody would fall for that." And they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, but the difference is, it, you know, if you talk about phone scams, you've got to call a hundred people before you get one person who who's unaware of the scam, and then they might fall for it. But it's <sighs> way more harder now than I, it was listen, back then. Listen, I I disagree. <clears throat> I disagree. I only disagree because you hear about so many scams. 
Like there's warnings. But that's if, just, you, if, if, because if you had, if, if you have ever, if if you had ever used Cash App and you send money to somebody new, they they will tell you, are you sure you know this person before you actually send it? Because people get scammed all the time. They warn you at Western Union, you're not sending money to somebody you don't know, do you? Right. Because they want to tell you, listen, you don't know this person. Don't send. There, the the, the average. Per- it, it's unbelievable what people will believe that comes out of someone's mouth. At least back then it was face to face. Now it's on the phone. Right. You know, but people I'm call also up, hey, your ability you're, to, to your ability to hit multiple people over the, throughout the entire planet is way easier now. And you hear people are way more informed now than they ever were. Yes. And and you'd still be scared. <laughs> so <clears throat> you'd right. still be scared. So so the Romanian box, if, if we can talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, talk about the Romanian box. It, it, I, I thought we talked. Go ahead. I didn't even realize we didn't even talk about well, it. Well, it, it was a, an, a, an invention where he made this box, and he would tell someone that it would counterfeit a $100 bill. Right. Which I'm, I'm surprised it's not a $500, because $500,000 notes existed. $10,000 notes existed back then. So he so he would tell them, I guess it was a $100 bill is what they right. said. I think they say that because that's the only thing. But anyway... Um, and he'd say it would reproduce a counterfeit hundred dollar bill, right. but it would take six hours to right. do so. So he has this. What you, by the way, you can find the wooden boxes. Like they have pictures of the wooden boxes online. It wasn't even a mechanical. It, it didn't well, even have moving parts. This is back in like the. This is back in like the 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 twenties. I know, 30s, but I mean, so, so I have a box that has no moving parts. No, no, they said it, no. It 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 said it had gears in it. Like yeah. I watched one thing. They said it had gears in it. Like it had a bunch of junk in it. Like it looked like it should do something, but it didn't. <laughs> So you you slipped a you, he would get a real one hundred dollar bill and he'd slip it into the box like you put it in a, th- a groove and you twist it and it takes the thing. And so he would show him the gears and then he'd close it and he he'd show him the chemicals and he'd be like look here's how it works and he explained how it works and if you don't know anything it probably sounded good if you were right. from the nineteen twenties he would twist the the bill into it and then he'd say we have to wait he hangs out with you because he's like I'm not going to leave the box here and right. I'm not going to leave. We're going to have to wait. So he, we wait six hours. We Drink get to know wine, each other. Talk, yeah, beer, wine. When he's done, he then says, okay, it's been, okay, it's been six hours. You know, Then he twists the, the, the next knob and a bill comes out, right? And he keeps twisting it and a second bill comes out. So I've got my counterfeit and my R- real bill. My real bill. But he, he would, had two bills in there. And right. Make sure he matches up bit. to them. Yeah, make sure the numbers are matched. Yeah. Right. So then he'd say, hey. Now, this is the counterfeit one. Let's go to the, the bank. bank. And deposit it. Well, or, no, it just give it to the bank. And they would walk into the, the one, stuff I read. said He would go to the clerk and say, look, I want to make sure this is a genuine $100 bill. And the clerk would look at it, and they'd turn it over, and they'd show somebody out. They'd go, absolutely, that's genuine. They'd give it to him, and he'd leave. Of course, it was genuine. It was a real bill. Yes. It's not a counterfeit bill. So... Then the guy would come back. He'd, he was selling these boxes for $10,000. So now you, even if you don't have 10000 you go to your friends and your family and you get money and everything. You come back and you give him the money and he leaves. What is it? What the heck? I mean, who falls for that? It, but it's the same thing with like a biz op scam. Right. So if you have a biz op, like I'm selling this business opportunity. And the thing is, is like, yeah, but if it was such a great business opportunity, why aren't you doing it? Right. You know what I mean? Like you're selling them. Why aren't right. you doing it? Right. So you're telling me if I give you $50,000, you're telling me I'm going to be making $5,000 a month in 10 months I get my return back? And it, like the, the opportunities are always too good to be true. It's like you could, go, you could go to the bank and get the money for this. You could do this. Right. But people fall for them. Yes. 
There are websites dedicated to it. Yeah, I mean, it happens they, all the time. They believe that you don't have enough time. I don't have oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know all the excuses. Yes. I don't have the time. I don't have the manpower. I don't have the this. It right. would take too long to generate. But I can sell these very quickly. Yes. And I, this is an opportunity for right. me. I'm right. going to sacrifice this so and, I can get something else. Right. And I make money. Every time you do it, I make money. So it's a benefit. When you start selling all these these whatever you're selling, right. I make a couple cents off each one, but yeah. I make a ton of money off of all, off of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're never selling all of them. So, <laughs> and, and that works. That con does work. Right. So, <laughs> but the Romanian box, he does this con for a while. Like he's going, oh, he's selling these boxes over and all he's got to do is make a get, is get a box made. How hard is that? I just got to put some in mass production. Right. right? So he's, <laughs> you sell, look, you sell one a box a week at $10,000 back then. Yes. This guy's making a ton of money, money, nothing but money. <laughs> and, um, uh, okay. So the next one we're going to go over is, uh, this is the class. Yeah. This is the, this is the one that made him like a legend. Yes. This is, and this morphed into other big, yeah, yeah. Big oh, items. oh, if you like that, Brooklyn I'll sell Bridge. you, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll sell you, um, I'll sell you some land in the Everglades. Right. You know, and they're like, there's all these scams that derive from this. You right. know, people this just is have the, the concept of this scam. Right. They don't know the the skill and the 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 vulnerability, like the, how he exploited a distinct vulnerability. How he actually targeted a group that would make this work. Right. Because who would buy a landmark? Right. So, <laughs> so the Eiffel Tower was put up during the World Fair. In, I don't know when it was, 1890 or something. It was only supposed to stay up for like 10 or 15 years. Right. Well, it, it ended up, they, it became kind of a landmark. People hated it when it was first put up, by the way. Like, like, like the whole, like Paris was like. What so, is that? Like it's horrible. What, but it's been there for 10, 15 years. They start to go, okay, we, have, we went up in it. You can see the whole city. People come here for that. They're making little statues of it. Like, okay, it's, it's become a thing. Right. So, but after, you know, it was. 10, 15 years after it was supposed to be taken down, it's now in disrepair. It's rusting. It, it, the city's having to keep it up. And there are articles talking about how there's kind of a debate, like, should we tear it down? Right. Well, uh, he sees these articles. And what he decides is, how like, how would they tear it? Like, yeah, how would they tear it down? What would they do this? What? And then he starts thinking, you know what? They would sell it for scrap. They haven't made a decision, but if I come up with a letter on letterhead, so he comes up with a letter on letterhead stating that he is the, what is it, the deputy, I have it written down here, Hope. he's the deputy director general of the of the post and telegraph department right. um, for, the, for the city of Paris. He then sends out these letters to all the scrap metal dealers, like the, the top like seven or eight of them. Tells them it's all in confidence. They need to meet at this one area. You have to think back then, this is how you did it. You wrote a letter. You told someone to be here. They show up or they don't. They write a letter back. These things take weeks and weeks. But like seven or eight of these guys show up at a, at a meeting. Right. And, you know, how hard would it be to have them to, to rent an office building where they show up? You know, they, you, know you don't know what's... The, <laughs> What's government? What's not? They could show up in an HQ. You have a secretary there. She's like, "Oh, you, yeah, the deputy director." Like, if you've ever had an HQ, you can have people show up in an HQ. You can rent a room. You can rent a conference, conference room. room. Yep. They'll answer your phones. They'll put your name on, like, on like the marquee, like that. Like they'll put your name. So when you walk in, your name will be right along everybody. A bunch right. of legitimate businesses that are there. 
you talk to the secretary, hi, I'm so-and-so, I'm here to meet with Mr. Cox. And they go, oh, I'm, oh are you Mr. So-and-so? Yes, hold on, have a seat, I'll go get Mr. Cox. She'll, you can be sitting in a rented room, she'll get you. You have no idea, this is not my secretary, this is a rental. Yeah. All of this is rented. Yes. You can rent a room, you can rent the conference room. And so you come out, you say, hey, John, what's going on? Are you? Oh, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm the deputy director. Come on back in the conference room. You go back in the conference room. Marcy, the secretary, comes in. She goes, oh, hi, Mr. Johnson. Would you like some coffee with Mr. Cox? Would you, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'd like some coffee. And the, do you need anything? I mean, look, so people are like, oh, this is his place. Right, right. This is where this is. His. So these guys show up at a location. There's eight of them. He's got pictures of the Eiffel Tower. He's got brochures. He's got letters. He, this is clearly his office. And he has a whole plan laid out where he's explaining, look, I need to take bids from you guys. We're tearing the Eiffel Tower down. Right. We, this is complete confidence. Like if it was me, I'd have them all sign a confidentiality agreement. Can't talk about what happened in this meeting. Like, So they're like, okay, what is it? We don't want the public to know, but we're going to sell this thing because we don't want a huge debate. We don't want the public to know. Which is awesome because that's that's targeting your audience. Perfect. I know. It's perfect. It's like anything else would be, and the fact that he's asking for secrecy is kind of like, don't let anybody know because I don't want any official finding out about it. Right. But but you know what I'm saying? It makes sense. It makes sense why we don't want, because we don't want the public to be outraged. That's right. We don't want to debate. We just want it sold, done. They'll figure it out when you start taking the beams down. Yes. It works on the con and it works legitimately. It's it's beautifully put together. Right. So they come in. They all have a conversation. What the he has a whole plan laid out. They explain what's going on. They have to. He tells them you're going to have to take down the Eiffel Tower and you're going to have to dispose of all of it. And you're going to you're bidding so that you're going to pay because you're going to we're well, going to make your money back on the scrap, but yes. you also have to take it down. So Millions they're like of it makes sense, scrap metal. right? So he has this huge conver- this conversation. Good scrap metal. The Eiffel Tower is made of good. Back then, it was yeah. Kind of the, the older the metal, the more the better. Yes, just like when I wrote that the book for um, Ephraim for Deveroli, yeah. like the the bullets he was selling were more powerful and of better metal grade than the stuff that was coming off the lines now because they were forty years old. Right. So, um, anyway, it this ends up uh, what ends up happening is uh, he ends up figuring out one of the guys is super anxious to do this. So he goes to that guy and he says, look, you know, I'm just a public official. That's the other great thing about it is that this works because you're not paying me. Like, I'm just a public official. Like, I don't care which one of you guys get. Just put your bids in. You know, you have two weeks to put in a bid, whatever he's talking to him. But one of the guys, he kind of targets as his mark and he goes to him and he explains, look, it's a lot of money to be made here. I don't make very much money in my job. Right. But if you were to, Give me an incentive. I could make sure you get the you get the contract. Or, and so the guy, the guy actually within a few days he gives him seventy thousand dollars in cash as a bribe. Milking the greed of others. Yes, <clears throat> right. Telling someone, hey, cross the line, and I got you. Right. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. And you know what's so funny is like, do you remember? You remember? Uh, um, Oh God! What was it? Kevin White, the 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 politician that I bribed. Oh yes, yes. It's the same thing. Like the conversation. I wish I had a camera in that room when I had that conversation. When I bribed this, I bribed this um this politician. I'm trying to. Well, I'm trying to get him elected in my district so he can rezone all my single family vacant yes. lots. And I mean, I sat down with him. I'm like, look, so 
how much do you need? And he's like, he's like, well, for with 15 grand, I can, I know I can, I just need that to run these spots and I don't have it. And I was like, I said, listen, bro. I said, you understand this isn't a gift. <laughs> like I give you 15 grand, you win this thing. You rezone. He's absolutely like they, we had this blatant fraudulent conversation. <laughs> like once when, he, once the curtain got pulled back, he was all in. He was like, <laughs> okay, all right. So it was like, yeah, he totally went from being this upper crust, uh, um, legit guy to being just this scoundrel. Like, like cover, like, cover this expense. Right. For he, was yes, like, he was yes. like, he was like, all of a sudden he went from being, well, I, the, to, to using his, you know, his, uh, upper class, you know, proper voice to, all right, so here we go. <laughs> like he turned into this villain. Um, so, so, uh, Victor gets this guy to give him $70,000 in cash. Right. And he takes off. Now you tell me if you got ripped off for 70,000 in cash and what, how do you explain that to the police? Like he, you know what I'm saying? He worked with another con man, man. They actually took off. They went to, they went to the U S right. and they waited for it to hit the papers because they thought for sure it's going to hit the papers. I just sold the Elf Eiffel Tower. It, it's going to be in the newspapers. I just sold the Eiffel Tower. Nothing. So weeks and weeks go by, months go by and they're like, what oh, happened? so, you know, and this is the way I think, you know, con men think like, if I got you once, like you're prime to be hit again. Like you fell for it. Somebody felt if this right, scam because, worked once. Because the guy that paid is probably the only one. Everybody else don't know what happened. Right. Nobody knows what happened. He never went. He was too embarrassed. He never, he, and, and, until Victor comes in and Victor does the whole thing. He finds a whole nother group oh, of. Right. So, yeah. So he had, he hit the first tier the first time. Now he's going for the second tier scrap metal guys. He gets all them. They show up. He does the same scam again. Then when he approaches the guy to do to um, give him the bribe, that guy. Now, here's the problem. You have two different versions of this. One version is he actually goes through with it. The guy pays him. Right. And then within hours starts or coming well, to get his medal. <laughs> he, no, no. He starts he figured he, he starts thinking something's wrong. Like, yes, he starts to put it to go. Just gave this guy money. I showed up at this office. Like you don't know if he went back to the office and, and they said, "Oh no, no, that guy was just that was just a rental." Like you don't know what happened, but he eventually goes to, he does go to the government and say, "Hey, what's going on? Look, I'm doing this. This is legit, right?" And they say, "Absolutely not. We're not doing that. We're not selling the Eiffel Tower." And then he goes straight to the cops and says, "Look, here's what happened." And he tells them everything that happens wow. that happened. That hit the newspaper. When that hit the newspaper. The other guy comes forward. The first guy comes forward because now he realizes, okay, it's a scam. I'm not so embarrassed. I'm going to come forward. Well, the thing is, so two different. There's two different stories. One is that he actually got the money. He got the money. He takes off. Um, but the guy figures it out and goes to the authorities. The second one is that he offers. He he approaches him with the bribe. The guy says he's going to do it, but and he goes straight to the, the authorities at that point, and he doesn't give him the money. So you don't know if he really got I don't I've seen multiple accounts. Some say he did it and got away with it and then they catch him later. Right. Some say he never got the money and they catched him right then, caught him right then. <laughs> and you have to think you don't even know how many times this guy has been arrested because he's using multiple if you I didn't even list all of the all the different names he's used. He's had like something I think it was like you know what's funny? The signature of the con man. It you know was, that's why they list us for aliases like to to say to the judge, this person can't be trusted. Of course. He's got 50. He's got, this guy had, and I want to say, because when they said it, I remember thinking, oh my God, that's the same amount of aliases they said. Like it was like 47 different ID, uh, different yes. aliases. And that he had like almost the same number I had. And I remember thinking to myself, man, that's just, I think that's the same number they said on mine. 
but but alias is here's what's funny. Alias is absolutely legal. Right. You you can be known by whoever you want to be known by. Well, it's when but, you use it in, in, in furtherance of a crime that it becomes illegal. A, alias is never illegal. If okay, go ahead. It's listen, listen not not the debate. If, if I tell you my name is Jay Z, that's right? fine. All right. So you're saying if I go and I commit a crime, I go, hey, give me your wallet. I'm Jay Z. Right. So the alias is illegal. The crime I commit is illegal. That's why I said if it's in furtherance of a crime, that's when they it becomes kind of it's illegal. He was using an alias, you know. So the alias, the, right, right. So that's what I'm like. Aliases are absolutely legal. They they present those to judges to make us look bad. So he has all these different aliases, right? And and, and not to say that he's not a con man, because no, no, clearly we're con, he's not, right? He's not, he's you not know, but that's what they attach all the multiple aliases, you know. Oh, they always use, they always use they always say these. There's always these inflammatory statements that they make. Like when I was in front of the judge, like the the they were talking about, you know, Mr. Cox had a uh, had a gun. I, I, I it's like I. I didn't have a gun. My girlfriend was ex-military. She had a gun, and that gun had actually been stolen. You didn't even find a gun. Right. Like you don't. I never had a gun. Like what do you? I've never had a never had a gun in my possession when I was on the run. Mister Cox was on the run with a weapon. <laughs> I'm looking at my lawyer, and she's going, "Shh, shh, just don't say anything. Don't say anything." And and, and, here, and here, understand. Here's the point I'm making. He's had over 50 identities. My first arrest. <laughs> my first arrest. I had two aliases. Both aliases were at times when the police stopped me. And they thought my middle name was my first name. And I'm like, no, that's not my name. And because they made that mistake, they gave me an alias. So when I'm in court, they're like, you know, this guy has two aliases, Your Honor. You know, that, that's the whole point I'm making. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, they, they use it in a, in a negative connotation. No, no. I, I, I know a guy that they, they, they brought up the fact that he, he's had three, he has three passports. And he's like, I was... The military had issued me one. I had my own one, and then when I changed branches to this other one, I had a he had a, get another one. Right? Yeah. He had he had a well, he had one that was issued by like the state. He had another one that was issued because he was a a diplomat. Right. He's like, so I had a diplomat one. I had a U.S. passport one because he was representative of the U.S. He said, and I had my personal one. He's like, these these they're all my passport. They're all issued in my name. Right. He has two forms of identification. Yeah, I have a driver's license and an ID. Right. What's right. going on? Right. I, I have right. my yeah. I, I have my college my college ID. That how is that? Yes. But they say it and it sounds ominous. Of course, if you're already there, yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah. It's just, you're already it's a scumbag. She's saying I'm a level seventeen scumbag. I'm only a level fifteen. <laughs> Exactly. So it's it's a pile on. So yes, he had he had multiple aliases, or he could have used his whole his real name the whole time. Right. Well, <laughs> well. So, but they grab him. Right. Like they grab him and they put him. I don't know. You know what? They grab in this one. They grab him. He does get arrested. He does get arrested, and I think he goes. Uh, he takes off. So, uh, the second one. He escaped. You remember the- well, the escape, the um, no, no, uh, uh, the escape is after that. Oh, okay, okay. So I think he either takes off from trial, or he doesn't get caught, or he gets caught. He talks his way out of somehow or another. I don't think he does any jail time in this one. Right. No. no. W- what he actually does is after that, he ends up he, he the Al Capone one is kind of weird, where he actually goes to Al Capone, and he says, uh, um. He goes to Al Capone and he has Al Capone give him like fifty grand, and tells him he's got like a a, a swindle. He's doing like a stock swindle or something. Give me fifty grand, 
and Al Capone gives him fifty thousand dollars. That's so risky, right? Well, he so he hands him fifty. Well, yeah. First of all, well, first it's Al Capone, so he's like, I'm not going to rip you off. You guys, you guys will hunt me down and, and find me and kill me, right? right? It's not like it's now where there's three hundred and thirty million people in the United States. There's there's what. 10, 15 million people, and most of that's rural. So it's finding someone in a city isn't that difficult. Well, and, and oh, anyway, go ahead, go ahead. So I'm saying he takes the money. He tells him he's got a scam he's running. Well, he keeps the money for like a month or two. He comes back two months later, and he gives Al Capone his money back, and he says the scam didn't work. It fell through. It's this. I feel so bad. I'm horrible. I lost all my money in the scam. I don't. I know I can't not give you your money back. Here's your money. I have nothing. I'm broke. He gives him the sob story, and Al Capone gives him, and he convinces Al Capone, can you please give me five grand so I can start over? I have nothing. He gives him $5,000 because he's like, I'm so, he's so, Al Capone is so impressed by the fact that he gave him the money back. Like, you could have taken off with the money, right. um, and you lost all your money, so you know I feel bad about it. Here's $5,000. Of course, he's thinking he's going to come back and do the scam again. Like, hey, once I get everything arranged, I'll come back. But he's, now he really trusts him, so he gives him five grand. He takes off. So he rips off Al Capone for five grand. <laughs> Which is still like a hundred grand now, right? Um, Al Al Capone, Al Capone, yeah, the, the killer, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. That's yeah, risky, a little, little risky, yeah. a little risky. That's like Rob, that's like robbing drug dealers, you know, kind of. Exactly. So, uh, and keep in mind, by this point, he's like a known, he's a known um, con man. I mean, he's he's like infamous at this point. So when he shows up to Al Capone, Al Capone's like, it'd be like me showing up talking to you about, look, we're going to do this. You totally believe anything I say. You're like, I can look on the internet. Like this guy, if, this guy can do anything. This guy, if he says he can do it, he's going to do it. Right. You right. believe it. You, I could get the money. Right. So the the point is, no, okay. I don't want to think about it. Right, um, don't, don't. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next one he does is he does the Romanian box. He starts doing the Romanian box again. Right? right, so he's that's a, that's something he's always doing. He's con. This is a constant con of his. So he does because it, it's, it's it's. I think he was it's, perfected. You think he's like this is like this con is unbelievable. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and what's great is that the person can't. Once I get the ten grand from you, you can't call you, the you can't call the cops. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to bring in the box and say you're you, you say officer, I need to file a report. I'm so this guy was supposed to have sold me a counterfeiting device, and now I can't. Illegally well, counterfeit yeah, well, this. I can't counterfeit. Thought I was counterfeiting uh, U.S. money. I want to be a counterfeiter. He he screwed me over. So go find him. Go get my money back so I can get a counterfeit. Right. Yes. Yeah. I understand. No. No. It's like the guy says, "Hey, I know about these two guys uh, who are robbing banks. How do you know? I'm driving the getaway car." <laughs> true. True. You know. So, um, all right. So what he does is, but here's the problem: is he sells the Romanian box to a sheriff. Right. So, yeah, I have one. I, I like, I'm going to turn mine off too. So he sells the Romanian box to a sheriff, you know, one of his many, many Romanian box. He sells it to a sheriff. Right. The sheriff, um, the sheriff is actually uh, bilking the, the, the county. the county out of money and right. he's going in the hole so the sheriff's actually in a lot of trouble himself so he thinks i'm going to get this box from this shyster and i'm going to make the money i've stolen i've back. stolen so that i can yeah exactly so i can put that money back in the coffer so i don't end up getting in trouble so he gives him the the money and then uh 
the sheriff gives him like 10 grand. He takes off with the sheriff figures out that it's all that it's not working or that it doesn't work the way he says it works. or It doesn't work at all. And he tracks him down in like another city. Like he tracks him to the other city, gets him, grabs him. Victor actually convinces him that it's it's absolutely a mistake. And, you know, the, the real story is by this point, he'd actually started counterfeiting himself. He actually hires these two guys and they start a counterfeiting ring. And the reason the, the and he actually used one of the counterfeit bills in the box instead of giving him a hundred bucks being cheap. <laughs> he ends up using a real counterfeit bill. He gets I think he gets desperate. Right. It's something. Well, obviously, he's 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 things are going wrong. Right. Yeah, it does. It, actually, I've heard that a few times that towards the end. He's blown through a ton of money. He's got a ton of expenses. He starts getting desperate. People are on different scams at this point. And anyway, the cop figures out that it's a counterfeit bill and he realizes, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is bad. He tracks him down. Victor convinces him he's using the box wrong. Oh, no, no. That's when he gives him counterfeit money. He gives him counterfeit money that he's now making and says, here's a bunch of money that I've just made using the box. You can have it. And tells him, look, you messed up on the box. You got to do this, got to do that. And the, he, the cop buys it and leaves. He goes to deposit some of that money in the bank. They find out, realize it's counterfeit. They arrest the cop. The cop, that sparks an investigation into Victor. And when he gets eventually gets grabbed, he's in the middle of another counter. He's now counterfeiting money. By the way, they put so much money into circulation. He and these guys, his, his counterfeiter guys, it was the bills were so good that they put so much money into circulation that the Secret Service get onto it. So the Secret Service are already investigating this. But somehow or another, the cop got caught trying to pass one of the counterfeit bills because, of course, it becomes known. And sparks an investigation. They track him down. They grab him. He immediately, he says he didn't do anything wrong. He immediately turns on his on huh on the cop. Oh, he turns on no and his two and his two uh, accomplices, his two uh, co-defendants. He turns on them immediately. Not that someone would do that because <laughs> it's wrong. It's so he cooperates immediately, um, as most white collar criminals do. <laughs> so he grabs them and uh, um, they grab him. The cops put him on trial. Now in. Different versions that usually they say, you know, he pled guilty and got sentenced. But what really happens, he actually goes to trial. And during the trial, he thinks his co-defendant will not, um, isn't going to testify. He thinks it's all, it's all, like, the government's not going right, to, right, right. like, they're not going to bring him, he, he'll never testify. When he gets on the stand and starts testifying, Victor stands up and says, guilty, I'm guilty. And he takes the plea. I'll take that plea. I'll take that plea we were talking about. We don't need him anymore. He's afraid. He actually turns out that they think he, they were afraid. They believe he was afraid that the his co-defendant was going to tell about other scams. Like, oh, that's nothing. He's this. He's doing that. So he's like, guilty, guilty. He takes the plea. Goes to Alcatraz with Al Capone. So he ends up in Al Capone. So, Al Capone wasn't in Alcatraz. Yeah. Al I thought he was in uh, Atlanta. He was all over the place, but he was definitely in, in, in uh, he was definitely in Alcatraz too. I didn't know that was a federal because Al Capone got federal time. Al, Alcatraz was federal. Oh, I didn't. know Oh, that. absolutely. Didn't know that. I've been to Alcatraz. <laughs> I mean, on the tour. I, me too. So. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Creepy. So, um, hey, I'm in a cell. Yes. So, what am I doing here? Yeah. Get me listen, out of this. 
I was I, I should I wish I had pictures of me in the cell because of course you know later on I would be in a cell. In the like, cell, I'm sitting looking at this thing. Boy, this is horrible. These poor guys. Yeah. I don't know what. God, I, I don't know how they could have lived like that. I don't know how they could do that. What well, that guy did like 10, 12 years in here. Oh, that's horrible. And now we go in there. You're like, hey, where's commissary? Mm-hmm. All right, where is the guard tower? Exactly. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to lay in the bunk. <laughs> where's visitation? Can we see where visitation is? Um. So yeah. So he goes there. He's he's there with Al Capone. I'm sure I'm sure that was an awkward conversation <laughs> about the five grand. Um, what ends up happening is he fakes being sick, right? And uh, he actually escapes from custody once. Not not when he's in prison. Prior to that, he jumps bond. Then they recapture him. Then they, he comes they call back. That escaping from custody. Like you're home and like you know. Oh yeah, you know it's always. I'm not not going to court. You know it's funny. Absconding, (laughs) absconding ends up being escape in the newspapers. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't say absconding because nobody knows what what, absconding. But he walked off. Yeah. Yeah. So they catch him. They then they put him on trial. Then he ends up saying, "Hey, look, you know," he say, "Ah, guilty." Then they send him to Alcatraz. He goes to Alcatraz. Shouldn't have gone to Alcatraz, by the way. But he went because he had absconded before and because it was a multiple – there were multiple crimes that he committed. So he's like a tier three or something. Like he should have gone to like a low-level camp, but they were worried about him. Right. So he goes there. He's there for I don't know how long, but eventually he ends up – he ends up saying he's like, I'm in pain. I, I have you know medical, medical, medical. I need medical attention and whatever. That goes on for like a year or so. He's sick for like a year or so, and they think he's faking. I know, I know what you're going to say. Wait a minute, you mean the BOP didn't take care of him? Yes. Medical? Yeah, yeah my fault. Yeah. I wasn't thinking that. Wouldn't, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, never, never. So after a year or so, they transfer him to a medical facility, and he ends up dying. So he dies in custody. You know. That's all legends do. <laughs> you know, Bernie Madoff died a few, in, month, few, months, few yes. months ago. Yeah. All, all, all legends do that. Al Capone. Um, what's the, the, the Cephalon Don? Teflon Don. Oh, you mean uh, um, uh, John Gotti? John Gotti. I mean, all yeah. the legends die in custody. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, what's, well, his, what's his name? Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the other guy? Uh, 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 Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman. That's right. right. That's hey, right. Well, you know what we need to do? One of these because I was I was doing research on comment, and I remember like when I saw this, like I remember reading about this guy in prison about comment. This is a guy who created. This is back in like the eighteen hundreds. Or seven, yeah, no, like the eighteen hundred. He he convinces all this royalty in Scotland and and regular people too that there's a new country has been formed in like South America or something, and he starts selling land in South America and puts everybody on a boat, and they send multiple boats where they go to. I want, where's the Mosquito Coast? Is that in South America? I don't know, but I, I want to say South America. Where so they they go from Europe to South America, they land, they, they drop them off. They're like, well, this is where this this little country is supposed to be, and they drop them off. And of course, they all get malaria, and like eighty percent of them die. I mean, it's just it's just this guy is he, he's responsible for five hundred people dying on the on the shores of this fictitious wow. co- country where he's made millions and millions. Um, Anyway, they, they explain he's he's just like this ridiculous con man that's just despicable. Back in the 1800s. Yeah, you can't believe. Oh, they said when you looked at the proposed. Uh, oh, when you looked at the plot maps and you looked at the brochures, and everything, they said he had this completely fictitious country that they said was amazing. Wow. And he's selling it to like Scottish or forget which country he's selling, but to like nobility, and they're buying it, they're getting on boats, and, they're, and they're they're going. Take, yeah. He's like, and what's great is yeah, well they get there and they die. Like, are you serious? I mean, and he gets caught no, several times. 
he gets caught. He gets caught. He's never really imprisoned. Like the, he keeps kind of getting away with different things. You know, well, the he's also are dead. I mean, that's well, that's, no, but, well, some of them come back, but it's, it's just horrible. It's a death, horrible. But go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, I knew he should have tried that on Jesus. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> back to Victor. No politics, no religion. Okay. Um, back to Victor. Okay. All right. So Victor uh, Lustig came up with, he had 10 rules, yes. which I thought was funny. Commandments. Because, you know, uh, Frank Abagnale has uh, uh, con man rules too, which are, which are in my book. I, I, I actually list them in the book. Where he, How's his different? It's, they're not. They're very similar to this. That's what only, I was thinking. Only, I, I kind of remember them. Well, the difference is that um, he... Uh, that Frank Abagnale talks about, well, you know what? It's actually, no, Frank Abagnale, the only difference is he, he has one more where it's like, it's research. You know, research every single facet of the crime. He right. doesn't say it. He doesn't say that here. No. So you want to read his rules? Because I'm horrible at right. reading. It says, um, number one is be a patient listener. Meaning like, don't uh, assume anything. Don't try to extract anything. And that, that probably is so you don't appear to be anxious. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you don't give up like like they don't feel like you're leading them somewhere. They feel yeah, like it's always easier to get there. money if you don't look. It's always easier to get money from people if you don't appear to need money. Right. That's you know? right. Like I don't want your money. Like I mean, I can't tell you how many people, times people are trying to get me even now and back then. We're always trying to become partners with me or yeah. put up money. Or I, yes. I've had people like, look, what could you do if I gave you like $10,000? It's like. Are you well, trying to give me $10,000? <laughs> but I didn't appear to need money. Right. I looked very legitimate. Like, I meet all this criteria. Like, go ahead. <laughs> all, all day long. <laughs> all right. Oh, so that I, was, don't, I don't believe you're a patient listener. I right? can be if it's to my benefit. <laughs> okay. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> all right. Two. All right. Okay. And never look bored? Come on. You try to say you never look bored. I, as soon as someone go, can I spend a minute talking about me? All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's. All right. Number three. I'm counting it. Yeah. <laughs> number three. All right. So, um, all right. Let the mark leave, leave the mark to reveal their politics. Then agree with them. So right. basically, don't. You don't want to be counter their position. You want to be able to stream with them. So you want to let them reveal what they think about the world and yeah. how it's going. And, and you want to be in total agreement. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, how, how easy is that? It's like, oh, well, well, you know, what religion are you? You know, and back then religion was a big deal. So if they said religion is oh, the next one, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Or, or politics, you know, right. oh, you, what do you, you know, oh, oh, I'm a Democrat. And then they start talking about that. And all you have to do is go, you are absolutely on point. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. I agree. Really, it's like I oh I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, agree it's wholeheartedly. just bo- it's just bonding. This is bonding. Yes, yes. So and and that's what his is. It's, it's kind of like in, in well, I'll go through them first before I give an right. overall opinion. So number so number four is re- let them let the mark reveal their religious views and then agree with them. And number five is be open. Now this is unique. Be open to discussing sex, but follow it up with the only follow it up if the mark shows strong interest. So I'd imagine that's for women. Well, I, I, no, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that like, if the guy's like, Ooh, you know, Hey, check that chick out or Hey, Ooh, ooh don't, you know, like, I, I don't get, I don't get this. Cause like in today's society, like it's not something you commonly talk to another guy openly. I guess some guys do, but like it, it's not like you're bringing it up, but I guess if he brings it up, like, 
like you some, can some sexual join gesture in. or something. Is that, no, I'm like he, like, he sees a, like you said, he sees a hot, she's woman, a hot chick. So then that's when you start talking about women are being hot. Yeah. So you don't, you see a woman, you just kind of glance, but if he goes, Oh my God, look at that butt. I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. So you don't, Boom, so, I baby. guess, so you don't seem uh, uh, crass, I guess. You yes. know, people lie to be crass. So, so you don't turn the mark off. Illness. All right. Um, and, and that's another thing. Don't discuss illness unless the mark shows concern. So, I mean, so don't complain about how my back hurts or this or that or go on and on unless you mention it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have a back problem, too. And then you can have some kind of a like to me, this is all like connection. Make a connection. Correct. Um, Don't pry into the Mark's personal circumstances. Wait for them to reveal them to you. Yeah. Never brag to your Mark. Let your let just let your importance become obvious. So. Like that's almost <laughs> bragging is not always boasting about what you have. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's about stretching out and letting them see your Rolex. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's about stretching out, and letting them see your right. Rolex, you know, or, or a necklace on your neck or revealing like, you know, this is a uh, Dolce. Yeah. You know well, what I'm well, saying? Well, well, that's that's uh, that comes up, too. That's another one right here. Never appear unkept. Take pride in your appearance. Right. So the bragging, letting your importance become obvious is definitely has to be about letting them know that you have expensive things or expensive tastes. Right. You know, so. But you can do that. Look, let's face it. You can, the guys, you always know the guys that have money or they pull up in a nice car, but they never say, you know, hey, check out my, you know, check out my Porsche or check out my, um, you know, uh, my Mercedes or, oh yeah, I just bought a new Mercedes. I, I don't say anything. You know, people slowly start noticing they notice he's he's wearing a, a Rolex. They notice that you slowly, if you're going to be spending kind of time with someone, you know, seasoning that relationship, working them over, you don't want to say, "Oh, bro, I'm doing good. I make I made I made half a million dollars last year, or I'm making this. I, I I own this company. I own this one." Like those guys, when they start telling me stuff like that, it's it, it is, it's totally bragging. And I know, actually, in thinking about a guy that literally is very much bragging, like, and he does have stuff. Um, but he's constantly, well, I own this company. I own that. I'm start thinking about opening another company. I'm doing this. And I'm, it's always like, it's odd. Right. So I would be more impressed if, you know, when you invited me over, I walked in and you didn't say anything and let me, you know, kind uh, of uh, figure it out yes. yeah, as it's going. That's to me, that's look, people that really have money really have money like they're not constantly bragging i mean there are there's always these instagram guys there's always these guys on youtube who are making 20 million dollars a month and it's outrageous but but for the most part people that really you know warren buffett is not driving around in in a, a half million dollar you know lamborghini he right. still lives in the same house he's lived in for like 40 some odd years with his wife i mean he's still driving an old you know chrysler or something i mean right bill gates same thing these aren't flashy people but you know, you wouldn't have to spend much time with Bill Gates to realize, oh my God. <laughs> so, he's, he's, he's rich. And never get drunk. Always keep your wits about you. So right. don't get in a position where you might say something that gives away your true intentions or. or right, you get crazy and you. Yeah. Or you start behaving like someone who doesn't. Like, look, if you've got money and if you're someone who's educated and has money, then you. You're not getting into barroom fights. Right. You know, right. like don't like be someone that you want to hang out with, someone who's normal, someone who's not screaming and hollering, cussing at people. Like that's somebody I want to hang out with. You don't want to alienate yourself. Correct. If you get drunk, people tend to alienate 
Correct. I mean, I know people that get drunk that I, I won't hang, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. Why, you know, oh, let's go out. And this is like, I actually like this guy, but when he gets he, drunk, he gets drunk. It's like, I, I can't total, be around you. Yeah, you're kind of like, what is wrong? Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. yeah, so I can see that. Like, all of these are endearing qualities. These are qualities to make a connection. Well, and, and I, I think these are more, instead of the commandments of the con, it's kind of like more of the instructions. Uh, a commandment of the con would be like what you said, Ab- Abigail, like um, do your research. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Know the possible outcomes. You know, keep the the goal of the, you know, what you're trying to obtain. Those are more commandments. These are more like the. Yeah, but all, the, all of them, they all say like he's known this. He's known for the 10 commandments of the con. Like that's that. This is the list. You know, oh, okay. that's what he's known for. I know you would, wouldn't say it like that. But <laughs> same thing with Abigail. He, he his is very similar to this. Only the difference is um, his. It's more instructive. You know, it's, it's funny. He, he, no, in Abigail, he probably just took this and condensed it into his own. <laughs> his list is shorter, but most of most of his is is um. It, it's it's definitely about research. Like it's yeah. like research, research, research. Right. It's, it's Every kind facet. of instructive. It's 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 more. This is what you should be doing. This is kind of like this is how you should be acting. Right. Right. Well, keep in mind too. Back. Like. Well, you know, that's the whole thing. Like, they, of course, this guy is a con man. Yes. But if you think about it, that's why when when. You know, like I always think, oh, well, I'm a, a, a fraudster, but I'm saying con man. But the truth is, he's a fraudster. Yeah. Think about it. The only con he had where he really went in and just and talked to you and people handed him money. Like to me, a con man is somebody who just talk, has a conversation with you and you they, they give you a story and you hand him a bunch of money. That The only one he did that with was the, the producer one where he's a producer. Right. Most of them had props. They had. So he's more of a, a fraudster. He's got these other problems because that's me. I go in the bank. I, I'm, I've got a good story. I look the part, but I also have all the documents to back it up. Right. And that's that's why they'll say, oh, he's a fraudster. Well, it's still a con man. To me, yeah. fraudster is like a category. It's like a, a subcategory of they're all con men. Scammers, <laughs> well, con well, men. See, a con man, well, I can convince you to give me money. Right. Right. A fraudster is like I'm going to convince you that you – owe me money or that you are instructed to give me money. So I'm going to present something to make you think I got the term. I just said you're obligated to give me money. A con man will convince you to willingly give him money. Whereas a fraudster will make it look like you're obligated to give him money. Right. Because they present the documents. You know what I'm saying? All right. (laughs) You disagree? I do. I, 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 yeah. And it's all kind of, it's, it's semantics. Anyway, (laughs) the point is that this was uh, Victor, Lustig? Yes. Um, what did I say the first time? Lusting? Lusting. Uh, yeah, Lusting. Sorry. Yeah, no Whatever. problem. It's fine. I forgive you. All right. All right. So, you know, so that's it. So, what? <laughs> Give <laughs> so him a goodbye if you like the If you like the video. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you like the video, do us a favor and do me a favor and subscribe. <laughs> yes. And hit the, uh, hit the like button. Yeah. And share the video and leave a comment and... See ya. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of mad. <laughs> a lot of what? Mad. What? Me? Yes. Did I talk a lot more? You talked a lot more, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you did? Well, I kept like when I'd stop, you'd be like, what? You look at me like what? You're like, yeah, I'm talking. Don't interrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I don't even know I do it. I'm such a fucking Because um, like so many times I'm like, ooh, I wanna say this. And I'm like, wait, wait, he's going to slow down. He's going to slow oh, down. Oh, no, I'll never slow down. I'm going to just talk over. <laughs>